Good evening and welcome. Eroticism Magazine's first podcast. My name is Kevin and I'm your host, the erotic photographer. Eroticism Magazine is a bi-monthly adult publication where each issue features five models, one cover girl and four feature models. Our girls come from all areas of the adult business, from erotic models to porn stars, hot wives to swingers, and yes, even escorts. In addition to the six basic issues, we also have three special issues that I thrive to publish each year. Inked Girls featuring tattooed girls from around the world, Halloween, which starts off my favorite time of year, and Christmas, which is another favorite holiday of mine. Each issue is typically 200 pages or more, and all photos are full page and double page. No little pics squeezed onto a single page with lots of text. All of the links to models or advertisers is clickable and take you right to that model or advertiser's Twitter, Instagram profile, Facebook, and even to the, to the model or advertiser's website. Not all models have social media, but when we do have it, we publish it. I am a professional photographer published internationally, shooting from Travel and Leisure and Rolling Stone magazine 40 years ago to Playboy in three countries, ex-Czech magazine in the Czech Republic. And I was interviewed and featured in 2016 in GQ and Esquire magazines with two of my models who are always by my side, content creator and escort, Alizzy Sanseth, and YouTuber, porn star, and content creator, Callie Akadis. Since my beginnings in New York City shooting on film and having my studio in the center of the prostitution and drug area in Manhattan's 30th Street and 11th Avenue area, where I started my career in erotic photography shooting prostitutes, who I came to be familiar with offering them a place to cool off and have a cold drink in the summer or a place to warm up and have a coffee or whiskey to keep them moving in the winter. Because winter or summer, these girls were always dressed in lingerie on the streets, some wearing long coats, open always to show off the goods. Now, since I had a loft, which was both my living space and my studio, I had a movable wall that a friend who was a sheetrocker built for me to be able to separate my living and my studio space when I needed to. And it was a very simple way and space was not abundant. So I, and I had a small dark room for black and white processing in my laundry room, which had only dirty clothes and equipment, no washer or dryer. I processed the erotic photography there for the girl's privacy. Most were from other areas of New York and New Jersey, but still privacy was key as they were not porn stars, just simple girls working the street. 26 years ago, because of work, I moved to Mexico, shooting travel. And about two years after moving to Cancun, I got called to build a website with a member's area and webcams throughout a gentleman's club, which was literally a front for in-house prostitution. This is the first time I walked into a table dance establishment and found 20 naked girls lined up at the bar, waiting to be chosen, taken to the cabins out back and fucked before returning inside and starting the process all over again. Some of the girls danced, if you wanted to call it that, but no professional pole dancers there at all. This reignited my erotic photography passion, meeting and photographing all these girls for the website, Russians, Americans, Asians, and South Americans. That was the majority of where the girls were from, but there were also some Mexicans, and I did meet an incredible Italian girl, Angelina, who had the most incredible skin and blue and eyes, not to mention her ass. Within weeks of spending every day at the club, which operated 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 
I came to be familiar with many of the girls who, outside of the table, some lived on their own and not at the club, and independent of the club, had ads in the local newspaper for escort services to hotels, motels, and some even to home or office visits. Angelina and I became very close, and she started posing for me all the time. And I opened my dark room back up in Mexico, but had to bring supplies from Mexico City when I was traveling there, including the film, because 120 couldn't be found anywhere around Cancun at the time. And buying online didn't exist in Mexico until, Mexico until late 2007, which by that time I had converted to digital for work purposes. Angelina became a constant source of girls who wanted to pose and who also needed help with print advertising designs. I was happy for the constant flow of girls and I only charged for prints or positives because I had a great income shooting editorial all around Southeast Mexico. And money was not an issue at this time. Over time, Angela and I, Angelina and I became friends with benefits. You could find us diving, dining, clubbing, or just hanging out on the beach. I had access to boats through friends, and Angelina and I would go sailing on my catamaran or on a friend's yacht. My friends loved it because we would take a bunch of the girls from the club and go out and go snorkeling off the coast of the island of women. One day in June 2001, Angelina was just gone. Nobody responded at her apartment, but a neighbor told me that immigration came and took her, which is very possible. I had a friend who was police chief at the time in Cancun, but he couldn't find any information at the police level. And in Mexico, all these agencies, they handle all of their things differently. Nobody is interconnected, especially at this time. And everything that was processed and done was on paper and kept in big books. There were no computers and nobody was connected for looking for information. Well, that was the end of Angelina and I. I fortunately, I fermented many relationships with the other girls. And while Angelina and I were exclusive, I was keeping my options open. Not long after, Angela was taken or she was uh, deported so to speak. Uh, I was in a bar in Cancun downtown and I met Carla. She was an 18 year old from Veracruz who was fascinated by my blue eyes. We drank, we danced, we traded numbers, and I even gave her my address so she could visit the studio. Carla two days later called my studio and we went, we met and we went out to dinner, a walk on the beach in a nearby fishing village. And we ended up with a bottle of wine and screwing at the end of this wooden dock that we found. This began another year or so of incredible sex, but we weren't exclusive, so I was casting my line into deeper waters. This podcast is really going to be a prelude to a book I'm trying to write, and this is a great way to get the ball writing. I'll also have others as guests on the show to talk about their beginnings and their experience in the adult industry, no matter if they are porn stars, models, content creators, hot wives, swingers, or escorts, all are welcome. My experience spans 41 years as a professional. My stories go from girls, sex, sex trafficking, kidnappings, police corruption, cartels, murder, and of course, the magazine. Today, it was just an intro into this podcast, but each episode I am planning to do 30 to 45 minutes so it doesn't get boring and maybe as it should one episode might lead into the next and the same with the guests. And I hope you will enjoy it. And I hope to check out my social media as well as our magazines. 
If there's a subject that you'd like me to talk about or you have a guest that you think should talk about something, just send me a DM on social media. You can email me at eroticsandmag at gmail.com. This is your host, Kevin, the erotic photographer. Good night and good sex.